0: but most people don't know it. Like they, they really, really don't even myself, I'll have clutter somewhere and then it'll bug me, but I don't even realize it's almost on a subconscious level. And then if you just take that time and it doesn't take a lot of time to just kind of organize it, all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, you know, it just changes everything. And it makes life just a little less stressful and a lot simpler.
1: Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. and wellness benefits to decluttering and organizing your home? Well, my guest this week, Isabel Allard, says yes. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. I am so grateful that you guys tuned in today. Look, this week we have an amazing guest, Yisabelle and I met about three years ago through a mutual friend and you know when you just meet somebody and you just instantly click and you're like yep that's my girl that's exactly how it was with Yisabelle so I am so proud of her for doing her thing and I'm just so glad to have her on the podcast and you guys are going to love her just as much as I do but let me tell you a little bit more about Yisabelle. So she is a home organizer and TV personality. She left the corporate world after 20 years in event planning to pursue her entrepreneurial dream. She started Tidy My Stuff in 2018 to help people live their best life by organizing their spaces to work better for them, all while donating discarded items to women's shelters. She's also a home organization expert on TV's The Maryland Dennis Show. Isabel's passion project is to encourage adoption in Canada, and she speaks frequently on the topic at multiple events across the country. Welcome to the Mind Your Body show, Isabel. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. I'm so
0: glad to be here. What an intro. Wow. <laughs> That's all you girl. Take your flowers. <laughs> wow. <It's like> <laughs>
1: exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes we accomplish so much in life, but we're just so busy cruising through it that we don't even really stop to, you know, think, wow, like I have done a lot. Like I've helped a lot, I've contributed a lot. And you have contributed a lot to so many people in so many different and beautiful ways. So I just want to acknowledge you for that.
0: Thank you so much. I guess it is like a snowball. You just kind of start going and you
1: don't realize how big it's getting until you hear it on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I always read the bios on the podcast. I know some podcasters, they read the bio afterwards and they'll record it afterwards. I like to record it on the show so people can actually, you know, hear all of the accomplishments they've made, (laughs) kind of revisit those things. Right. It just, it makes us feel good.
0: Oh, my God. I'm like standing up a little straighter.
1: Thanks, Trudy. (laughs) As you should. So, Isabel, I know I gave that beautiful introduction, but I always love to hear guests talk about themselves in their own words. So if someone hasn't heard about you or if this is their first introduction to you, can you give us a little bit of background about you and what it is that you do?
0: Well, I guess the first thing I should say is, yes, I had a career for 25 years as an event planner, and I loved it. I loved it. It was corporate world. Um, but I always had this, this thing where I love to help organize people. I would do my my friends' houses, my house. And it, I, I saw that it was helping so much that I decided to leave the corporate world and just pursue it. Um, all the hints were there and it was just such a big leap. I got a lot of help from coaches, um, but then I did it and now I have no regrets. Uh, it's been nonstop ever since. And every day I wake up and it's like Christmas to me. It's like, I get to go help somebody. Like I literally transform a person's life every day and they don't even know it's going to happen. So it's really, really exciting. I'm glad I did it. Um, and that's where I am now.
1: That's so amazing. And, you know, that's why I always try to tell people my husband's a personal development coach as well. And we always try to encourage people to, you know, follow their passion. And it's not even so much a passion. It's just those things that you're good at. It's those things that you just do effortlessly where everybody Mm -hmm. looks at and it's like, oh, my God, like, how do you do that? And you're like, I just do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Those are the things that we need to lean into that give us joy, whether right. you want to leave your corporate job and turn that into a career. That's great. Or maybe it's just something you want to do on the side to just fulfill what really lights you up. I think it's that's so awesome. important that we you know, really lean into those things, especially during a time like this.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it it was not easy. Like it did take a coach. It did take a lot of lot of planning, but I'm so glad I did because I can't believe it. Like I, this is not a job for me. Um, And, and my clients see it too. They, they see me singing and dancing sometimes and like, you're really having a lot of fun. I'm like, yeah, I am. So it, it is effortless to me. So you're right. Anybody that does something that they just feel they could do, you
1: know, for nothing is, is so important. Oh, absolutely! So let's talk about decluttering your space, and I think maybe all of us kind of had a little bit of this going on during the pandemic. But Mm. how does decluttering your space benefit your health and wellness, Isabel? Oh my God, in so
0: many ways. But
1: you, what you said is
0: so right. We just went through a pandemic, so first off, we have to stop giving ourselves a guilt trip about having a, a. a cluttered house. My house was cluttered over the pandemic. Nothing was open. Where are you going to bring anything? You can't <laughs> donate anything. We're all hibernating. We don't know what's going on. So first off I say, let's, let's stop with the guilt trip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second thing is just once you start the benefits, it's like, how do I explain it? All my clients have all said this word. They feel lighter. So you automatically start feeling lighter, the flow in the house, the energy changes. And it doesn't take very much. Everybody thinks like, Oh, I got to do the whole house to feel that it doesn't, it could be your closet. Um, it, just waking up in the morning and having everything in your closet fit and look good on you. Like what a concept that will change your whole outlook on your day uh decluttering your makeup or under your sink anything that makes life easier will just make your you feel so much better um you're gonna have all this time on your hands like what a concept <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're not looking for your makeup anymore your keys you know what you're gonna wear so those are just a few of the benefits that you're
1: you're gonna feel almost immediately yeah that's so true and you know I'm gonna throw my husband under the bus here a little bit but <laughs> We take turns doing the dishes, right? And this is a true story. Okay. So we take turns doing the dishes right now, as I record this podcast, the kitchen sink is overflowing with dishes. Okay. (laughs) When it's his turn, he takes a little bit longer to get to it. I do too. Sometimes I'm not absolutely perfect, but you know, the moral of the story is like whenever I walk into the kitchen and I just see the sink like overflowing with dishes, my mind just immediately feels cluttered. But when that kitchen sink is clean, it's empty, there's no dishes, it's sparkling. Like, like you said, I just immediately just feel lighter. So it's right. it's so crazy, like what a huge difference it makes when you just take the time to just, you know, make some small tweaks and just organize, you know, different spaces in your home.
0: Right. But most people don't know it. Like they, they really, really don't even myself, I'll have clutter somewhere and then it'll bug me, but I don't even realize it's almost on a subconscious level. And then if you just take that time and it doesn't take a lot of time to just kind of organize it, all of a sudden you're like, oh. Whoa. You know, it just changes everything and it makes life just a little less stressful and a lot simpler. What a concept these days, right?
1: Oh yeah. So true. So let's talk about some, like, what are some other surprising benefits that come from organizing your space?
0: Oh, the the main one, because as you know, I'm a big advocate of donating your stuff, um, is that you feel so good about donating. You're like looking at a dress that you wore and no longer fit. And you're just like, oh, this is going to go to somebody that is on their first interview and I can't afford a pretty dress to wear. Um, Kids stuff that they've outgrown. There are kids out there that are coming in from other countries that have nothing. Um, You feel so good about being being able to donate and help your community. So that's for one. The second one is you feel proud of yourself. You're like, I did that. Like that closet, it, it, I thought it was just gonna, you know, be really hard, but I did it. And you feel like a little, you know, a little boost is, is how I explain it. And then you get this confidence. And next thing you know, you're attacking another room and another room and another room because you've just kind of, you know that you could do it. So that <laughs> those are hidden benefits that I always find.
1: I love that. And I love how you've linked, you know, decluttering your space and organizing your space with really paying it forward and helping other people that are less fortunate than yourself. Like, you know, there could also be single mothers out there who maybe can't afford clothes for their children. And now you've donated your kids clothes and now they can actually, you know, clothe their kids. Like what a huge relief that would be for that single mother. And, you know, I, I use that example because my mom was a single mom. She raised three kids, like all on her own. Right. And it was, there were some tough times there. So you just never know, like. Like those little treasures that you find in your house, or like you said, the dress you get rid of, you just never really know what a huge impact that's going to make on somebody else's life.
0: You're so right.
1: I mean, women's
0: shelters are in need, obviously, of everything, but it's not even that, like, even amongst my friends, we pass down our kids clothes. And I don't know about you, but when I get a bag of clothes that I know is going to fit and looks good, and I didn't have to go shopping for my daughter, I immediately feel grateful. You know, it's hard to find a pair of jeans oh, at a, at a they're it's super expensive. And then so we have this system amongst our uh, friends of mine that are all moms. We kind of pass all the clothes down, so they feel good that they've passed down the clothes. I feel good I've passed down my clothes, and we've decluttered. So it's it's all good, is what I'm saying. You just immediately feel good about
1: it oh i love that so isabel what can someone do right now to start organizing they're looking around their home they're like geez like i don't even know where to start like what can someone start doing like right now
0: yes it is overwhelming i always tell people that acknowledge it's overwhelming i get overwhelmed i get to clients house sometimes like wow okay I, it, because it's if you look at it as a whole, it's it's too much. So I always tell people two things. First, you have to start so small and, and keep it small. So for example, I just did a closet last week, a client's closet. And I'm like getting excited and it, you know it's going through. And then I see the dresser and I'm like, ooh, starting the drawers. And I'm about to attack the dresser, but I haven't finished the closet yet. And I, I stopped. No, nope, stop. Because that is when you get overwhelmed. Because what happens is as you're decluttering, all that stuff is exploding behind you. Mm
1: -hmm. So you
0: you really want to make sure you stick to your project. Okay. So today's the closet. Um, And don't go elsewhere unless you've really finished it, cleaned it all off. And then you're like, I still have energy and I still think I could, you know, do another one. But I say, do one spot, start small. The second most important thing is to prep before you do it. Now, prepping is not this big whole ordeal. It's a garbage bag, (laughs) it's your recycling bin, and it's those reusable bags. Because what tends to happen is that dress is going to go to Aunt Janine, and that sweater is going to go to mom, and that, you know, and next thing you know, you got all these little piles around you. And again, that explosion has happened. And you end up more overwhelmed than when you started with. So if you just do a little bit of prep, you have your garbage bag ready, your donation box ready in front of you. And then, like I said, all those little bags that are all probably all going to go somewhere else. Um, And then you kind of have a system. It makes things so much easier. Um, also if you get called away last minute, like a, you know, a child needs you, somebody needs you, then it's not this massive explosion that's just happened in the space. So uh, people really undermine that a lot. Like it's just, it's so
1: important. I love that you said that because that's the same thing that I share with my coaching clients as well. Like, you know, they look at all the changes they need to make in their life and they get so overwhelmed by all the things that they feel like have to do. And I just, I say that over and over and over again, just start. Small, like and the thing is like once you start small and once you start you know cleaning out that closet a little bit and that closet is emptier, you're like, "Wow, that looks great. It makes you want to do the next thing, right It gives you that momentum and it gives you that motivation to keep moving forward. Absolutely. So,
0: what I say then is I go, okay, before you keep moving forward, <laughs> like close it all up. Let's close the garbage bag. Go put the garbage bag away. All those donations and those engineers and whatever, go put it all in your car now. Do not leave it out because now you're going to second guess yourself tonight and you're going to start going through your piles everything's got to get out of the house, go put it in your car. Next time you're going by and Janine or the charity place that you want to donate to, then it's in your car. It's easy. A lot of people make that mistake. They just kind of leave it all hanging around um, and they're worse off than when they started.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The other,
0: the other thing I love to do is when you're in your kitchen and you're waiting for water to boil, something to cook, open a drawer, like pick one drawer, like uh, cooking tools, like take them all out. You have like three of one, I'm sure. Get rid of it. Like, you know, recycle it, donate it, whatever, and then put it all back in. It will literally take three minutes. And you. next time you open your drawer, you're like, oh, wow,
1: that looks great. I can find everything. Oh my God, Isabel, you just reminded me of my kitchen drawer. And I, I we all have one of those drawers in our kitchen. It's like the everything drawer. Like you got yes. your menus there for your sushi or, you right. know, your pizza menus. You have. I don't know. In my drawer, I have, you know, those little sticky things you put on the bottom of furniture, those little felt things. Oh my God. That's it's in there. drawer. <laughs> there's like rubber bands. There's uh screwdrivers. There's like, and it's, it's getting so bad. I need you to work on this drawer for me Isabella, cause it's so <laughs> bad that when we close the drawer, things go over the top and fall behind it. So now it's like going to like the, the cupboard that's underneath. It's a hot mess. Right. So you just inspired me to work on that <laughs> drawer.
0: Well, let me tell you, everybody's got that <laughs> drawer. It's called the junk drawer and you're allowed to have it. Everybody, th- <laughs> people think that everything has to be organized in the house. And I always say, no, as what it is, is that you have to have a limit. So you have a drawer, right? It's a junk drawer. You're allowed to have junk in there. Um, but once it's two-fold, that's when you go, uh-uh, that's our project for this weekend. You think you're going to need hours to do it. Me, a quick half hour will probably do it. Just take everything out, clean it out. If you want to go crazy, go to Dollarama, buy those little organizer things that cost a buck twenty five, and then put it all back in. But just make sure it closes. And anytime it doesn't <laughs> close, that means time to clean it out again. So I always tell people, like, it does not have to be perfect. But it just know that once your limit has surpassed, that's, that's, you've got to do something about it. So if you did that with everything, it would, you know, kind of work
1: out. All right, Isabel, I got my homework. I'm working on that drawer this weekend.
0: (laughs) It's a killer. It's a killer. I know everybody hates their junk drawer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Got to get rid of those window washing flyers in there and all the other stuff, batteries. Uh, Okay. So we've all seen the show hoarders, right? Okay. Let's talk about people who get tied emotionally to things in their home. Like it could yeah. be, you know, a, a trophy from high school. They came first in the sprinting competition or, you know, hurdles or whatever it was like a ribbon from grade two, when you won the spelling bee, like we have all of these things in our house that we're kind of holding onto that we're hoarding and we tie these emotional benefits to these things. So what can we do? Like when we have like that huge pull and we have, we, we just equate these emotions to all these different little things our house.
0: I know we asking for a friend. I know. Again, everybody, including myself does this. So a couple of things, tricks that I use when I'm I'm faced every time with a client that does not want to let go. It could be clothes too. A lot of people are very attached to their clothes, to their books, to their shoes. We all have a thing. So it's not necessarily those memory stuff. I always, when they look at it, I, I always ask them, did you know you had this before? Like, did you remember that you had this before you saw it? And then if it's no, it's like, well, it should go. Mm-hmm. If they still don't want it to go, then we take a picture of it. Let's take a picture and let's there's so many apps out there these days, Trudy. you can you put all these pictures into a memory book. And now you have this cute little book of all these random pictures of things that you remember about it. You don't actually have to hold the trophy that's this big. Mm-hmm. You can have a picture of it with just a little note underneath. So that's one way to go about it. And then you pull out the the book if you want to show your kids or whatever. And it's instead of having all that stuff. So so that's one thing. The second thing is I tell people, if you really love it, display it. Uh, We just did this whole basement where this guy had all his hockey shirts, his jerseys growing up. So we put them all in frames all around the living room because he loved them. Instead of them, you know, being in a bin, let's just get it out. So if you really love something, find a way of displaying it. So And then the rest, it's got to go. And if there's some things that you just can't let go of, allow yourself one or two bins that are going to be in the garage or that basement. Um, I'm just going to remind you that we all are going to pass away eventually. Who's going to look after that is what I always say. Now, without getting too grim, we all go away and our our family our kids then they're responsible for our stuff do we want to leave that to them so one or two bins is fine but what some people have basements full of memorabilia what is that like you know if you have old china that you want to pass on pass it on now and let them enjoy it Like Mm -hmm. pass it on, have your kids, your grandkids, whatever, have friends and family come over and say, you know what, I want to donate this to you um, and let that conversation happen now. Um, So sadly, that happens very rarely. And I'm often tasked by families, grieving families to go in and declutter these houses Mm -hmm. that have been left behind by family members. And it's so sad for them because they don't know what meant the most to them. Uh, as opposed to having left like one bin with, you know, John, this is your bin. Now, John would open that bin and be like, every little thing in there, he would know mm
1: -hmm. that, you know, his
0: parents meant him to have that, as opposed to a wall of, you know, 15 boxes, poor John, like, where does he start type of thing. And it's, there's a lot of guilt in that. So again, without getting too grim about it, try to remember that you want it to be easy, you know, for, for the people who will take that over after.
1: Oh, Such great tips, Isabel. And yeah, it is grim, but we got to talk about it because death happens. It's inevitable. Sometimes it's very unexpected and often it's very tragic, like you said. So if there's something you can do like that, where it's like, you know, you're, you're setting up your space so that you can actually help your loved ones yeah. you know, sift through all of that and make it easier on them. You're kind of lightening that emotional burden for them as well. Right.
0: Absolutely, and how much fun is it to have your kids come over and like do it while you're alive? Again, I'm so sorry if this is grim. Mine doesn't know, <laughs> but it's, it's like. Life- sharing those pictures. And, uh, you know, this is the medal I got when I was, you know, having those conversations, how much fun would that be? You know, um, I, I just, I encourage that a lot because I would say half my clientele are grieving families that we have to go through people and it's, it's not easy. And they just feel so much guilt for getting rid of stuff because they didn't know if it meant anything to them. Right. So that would, that'd be my number one tip, I guess.
1: Oh wow, that's great! And I love the idea of the book too. I think that's oh. really cool. I think I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna gonna cut ties with my cabbage patch doll once and <laughs> for all. I'll just snap a picture of her. Her name's oh. Alyssa. I'll just snap a picture of Alyssa, oh. and I'll put a picture of her in the book.
0: And Alyssa could be passed down to a little girl that has nothing right now.
1: Right. you know what I
0: mean? And she would love it. Yeah, that's what I do. We do that too um, as moms with all the artwork that comes home from school. It's overwhelming, the artwork from the kids, right? And you don't want to throw it away. And I just take tons of pictures, take a picture, and then just make it a book. Mm -hmm. And then the kids love it way more because they could go through the book anytime they want. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. I'm I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to hold you up to it. (laughs) All right. So speaking of kids, let's talk about, you know, the parents out there who might be like stepping on Legos or different toys and need some help with organizing their space when they have kiddos in the house. Like, do you have any suggestions there for Uh... keeping things tidy when you have kids in the house?
0: Yes, I have three great ones. Um, I would say 90% of the houses I do have kids. Uh, I have kids myself here. I guess the first thing I'm going to say is before I go into the tips is remember that we are raising little humans right we are raising them to be able to move on into their own apartment and their own houses with their partners. How do you want them to be? Do you want them to be organized? I do. I because I think being organized just makes your life a lot easier. So it's sometimes it's challenging to get them to do what you want them to do, but hopefully these tips will help. and just remember to be patient because they will learn eventually. like they learn how to tie their shoes and make their beds. They can learn how to be organized quite easily. So my big three tips, the first one is make it simple kids, if it's not simple, they ain't going to do it. I mean, we're not going to do it either. So I'm a big fan of hooks. Put some hooks behind the door. Put some. IKEA makes hooks that have these dog tails. Um, There's all kinds of fun hooks out there. Make it fun for them and make it easy. They just put on their backpack instead of throwing their PJs on the floor. Let's hook it up. It does take some training, but eventually they won't even realize they're doing it. They're just hooking it up because it's so easy. Another easy thing is any Flat surface, Judy, people will put stuff on it, including kits. They're just gonna stack all that clothes, the toys. Why not just put bins there? Dollarama, rama, buck 25. Mm-hmm. Just put two bins there. And it doesn't matter. At least they're throwing it in a bin. And right. again, we know that there's a limit there. So as soon as that <laughs> bin's full, then we know we have to stop. But instead of it going on the floor, you're going to teach them now that it has to go into something
1: mm. and
0: it makes it a lot easier to clean up. So that's my first tip. Make it super simple. Super simple. Some people put labels and, you know, things, toys need to go here, Lego here. That's great. But if your child finds that too complicated, he or she won't do it. So you got to kind of bring them back down to basics. The second thing is to give everything a limit. So like I just said, that bin If it's at the end of it and it's overflowing, you got to be like, okay, we got to stop everything and put everything away now. So in that bin, you've got clothes and Lego and whatever. There is a limit. Uh, laundry basket is super important too. If the laundry mm-hmm. basket's full, hey, you gotta help mom. Come bring them to you know, and that that's the conversation to start teaching them how to clean their clothes. Maybe um, the hooks. If there's no longer anything going up on the hooks, that means it's time to clean out the hooks. So I always say set some limits so that they know. Okay, now we've 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 gotten to the limit. We need to organize it. So that's my second tip. A third one. Um, is let them feel like they've chosen. So this is in relation to clothes. Years ago, I used to have these arguments every morning with my daughter. Wake up in the morning and the princess top would come on with the soccer shorts and then the mismatching socks. And you, you'd, you, we'd have these screaming matches. You can't go out like that. Well, I want to go out because I'm independent. You know, they all want to feel like they're choosing. So it don't know me on a Sunday night while I'm doing the laundry and I'm piling the pants together and the tops together, and I'm putting all in the drawer only for the next morning for her to take everything out. Like, this is ridiculous. There has to be a better way. So when I do laundry now, I do her outfits. I do five full outfits. Mm. So with the socks and the hair ties and the underwear, and then I put them in a very simple closet organizer that hangs off the rod and it's got these like, um, Uh, like holes in it, you know, these slots essentially, and you put each outfit in there. And in the morning you say, okay, go pick your outfit. So they feel like they've chosen their outfit. Mm. Meanwhile, you know that the soccer shorts are with the soccer top and the princess top is with the princess bottom. (laughs) So, and think of it, they literally slip out the whole outfit and go get changed. There's no screaming, no fighting. And they feel like they've chosen it. So it's kind of like it goes back to also choosing where they're going to organize their things. Are they going to put it in the bin on that flat service or are they going to put it on the hook? You give them the choice. It's up to you, but you have to do something. So I think when children, they try to be so independent and and once you give them the choice, it, it just helps. Instead of saying, no, that has to go in the Lego bin, you know. Yeah. They won't want to put it in the Lego van.
1: <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's a ninja tip right there, Isabel. I love that one about, you know, choosing their outfits ahead of time. You're putting it in the slots for them. Like that is amazing. Parents out there, take notes. I tell
0: you, Trudy, I am not a morning person. It takes everything for me to get up. So anything that could be done easily, we even now stepped it up a notch where we do it the night before she picks Mm. it out the night before, because if there's gym or there's an activity, we iron all that out. But Anyway, I say, start with the outfits. It's a, it changed. It was a huge game changer
1: for us. Oh, I bet. And, you know, even with myself, like I, I'm not really the, you know, the best morning person myself. And I like to work out in the morning and I work out in the morning just so I can get out of the way and I could just have the rest of my day ahead of me. But if I wait until the morning to try to get my outfit together to work out, it ain't happening. So if I have to search for socks that match or just socks, period, then that will just kill my vibe and I won't even work out. I put everything aside the night before I got my shorts, I got the top, I got the socks, the shoes are there and they're ready. So it just makes such a huge difference, even mentally, like when you just, you know, set yourself up for success by just being a little bit more prepared. So I love that.
0: Exactly. So we're teaching them to do that. You right. Know? So it's, it's seamless. The minute it's too complicated, they're not going to do it, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Good job for doing that, Trudy.
1: Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So Isabel, what are like some of the best resources that have kind of helped you along the way? Like we talked about like the cube thing that you like hang from like, you Mm -hmm. know, um, the rod or, you know, we talked about the baskets. Like what are some other like helpful resources that have helped you or your clients along the way to just decluttering their space and just, you know, helping to be a little bit more organized?
0: Well, you know, even me who's been doing this professionally for so long, I get some of my best ideas off YouTube, off Pinterest, (laughs) Google. I literally, if I find like an awkward space or I don't know how to organize something, I just go into Google and and say, how do you organize a crawl space? How do you organize? And then it kind of gives you the ideas. And then from there um, to get the actual products, I, I'm loving, i loving, I don't like to spend a lot of money, Judy, on this. <laughs> I always say spend your money on trips and experiences. Like, yes, Organization does not have to be expensive. So I always say go to Ikea, go to Walmart, and Dollarama. Those are my top three places to go. Um, so I, once you have your idea on how to organize, let's say your closet, take a few measurements, be, be, be prepared, take a few mm-hmm. measurements. So, you know, how big your closet is so that you're not buying something that doesn't fit. Right. Um, and then inexpensive, do not spend a lot of money. You know, th- these shows that are out right now, I love them. Uh, the Home Edit on Netflix and Mary, uh, they're great shows, but they make everything look so picture perfect. And poor.
1: right. And right. I love
0: watching. Watching it, I don't think it's realistic because I don't want to spend that kind of money. There's right. these beautiful stores in the US called Container Store, um, beautiful things, but I don't think we need to spend that kind of money. I prefer you just spend it on something else, like I said. So that's definitely where I get all my resources. So my ideas off YouTube, Google, and Pinterest, and then I go into those stores. But before you do any of this, before you do any of the buying, you definitely need to declutter first. Mm -hmm. The number one mistake people make is they go buy the organization stuff before they declutter.
1: And Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is
0: you've decluttered way more than you thought. You're left with almost, you know, nothing or very little. And now you need a whole other system. So do the decluttering first. It does not cost a thing. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't cost a thing. So do that first and then see, even if you need anything, anything at all to, to help you organize.
1: Yeah. I love that. And you made such great points there. Like, you know, decluttering first, measuring your space, even just getting prepared by measuring your space. Cause then you go to Ikea, like, you know, you you pick the thing out, you load it into the car, you come home and you're like, Oh my gosh, it doesn't fit. Now you got to go back to Ikea. You got to return it. So I would even say, maybe even like bring your, your measuring tape with you. Right. (sighs) So when you measure your space, then maybe you go to Ikea or the dollar store, then you also measure that thing you're thinking about buying. So, you know, hey, this, this can fit or this can't fit, right?
0: Absolutely because Ikea returns are a nightmare.
1: <laughs> oh my God, are they? You got to take a number and sit there forever.
0: <laughs> they even they even give you their measuring tapes at Ikea. Uh, Home Sense and Winners, also a big fan of them too. Um, they have measuring tapes there too. And don't, oh, I'm that. making it sound overcomplicated. Literally grab a piece of paper, measure yeah. out your space, especially drawers. Um, if you want to get those little organizers we were talking about in your junk drawer, just make sure you, you measure how deep it is and how long and the width And then it's just a lot easier that way. Um, And those are my resources.
1: There is absolutely no reason to spend a lot of money on it. Awesome. I love that. So Isabel, if you could, and I think I might know the answer to this already, but if you could just do or, or suggest one thing to improve people's living space, to help them to get more organized, what would you suggest?
0: I keep repeating it. Just declutter. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it is declutter because you will, it, it It. not only does all the benefits we talked about, but it transforms your space. It's like mm-hmm. magic. Every mm-hmm. client I've had is like, whoa, you see your space completely differently. And then you have the freedom to move things around, like move that couch over there and move the bed over here. And you have all this room. Um, and you could just see everything completely differently. It will just, it, it transforms everything. And again, completely Mm -hmm. free and it makes people happy. So it's, it's, it's a win-win all the way around.
1: Yeah. And it probably makes your space look bigger too. Once you, you know, kind of get rid of all the crap, right? Oh my goodness.
0: people! I've had people who planning to move, who just decided (laughs) not to move after we decluttered. They, you know, garages that they think they thought they needed a bigger garage, well, only to declutter and find out they have a huge garage. So it's, you know, it's it's really, really interesting what happens when you do that. Yeah. Um, another little tidbit is that once you are reorganizing everything, I just thought of a garage or a basement. Think about going upwards. Everybody kind of spreads their things this way. So think about Mm -hmm. a garage, for example, and now you have a few bins of gardening and tools and stuff. You've organized them all in the bins stacked up, go upwards
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of this way. So find these inexpensive shelves at Walmart. Again, my favorite for 30 bucks and put the plastic shelves upwards and then put all your bins go up instead of across. Mm-hmm. People just tend to like layer their stuff around the floor instead of going right. upwards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a big tip. So true. I think I do that too. Okay. So I have a question that I asked all of my guests, and that is what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? And you can't say decluttering. No. No, No. I'm just teasing you.
0: My favorite is going for a walk, going for a walk and listening to a podcast. Um, I tried, Trudy, to meditate. You know, everybody says meditation is just so important, and I still I believe it is. I just could not get myself to sit there, um, and and just meditate. I realized that I am an active meditator. <laughs> That's even a word. Oh, here's the thing. It is when I'm walking and I'm listening to a podcast or not even listening to anything. When I walk, something happens to my brain. The spider webs are gone. um, All these great ideas are coming. My bandwidth increases. Something happens. It's very meditative for me to go for these long walks. So that is what I love to do. And I do it every day. I definitely go for one walk, try to get my 10,000 steps in, bring the dog. And I come back and I feel like a different person. Um, mm. And there's some rough days, especially during the pandemic where I was doing like four or five walks a day, Trudy. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than four or five glasses of wine. So. Well, exactly. So it was just uh, that, that to me, I, it just is amazing. It's, it's crazy how good it feels. So yeah. And that's what I-, I do.
1: And I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people think with meditation, you know, you just have to just lie there with your eyes closed and, you know, say, "Mm," you know, and it doesn't really necessarily have to be that way. Um, You know, meditative walks like that is actually a thing. Like if you were to Google it right now, like you'll see like meditative walks is a thing. And when you think about what the key component of meditation is, it's about being present. And I think when you walk, right, you go for that walk, it allows you to just kind of be in the present moment versus just kind of being like everywhere else, right? In mind, body, and even spirit. So I love that. Mm-hmm. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it. And being in nature, sometimes I just write, I take the my ear pods out and I just listen to nature and look, mm-hmm. and you're right. You have to be present or else you'll get hit by a car, you know, yeah. <laughs> you
1: <a> <laughs> there's that, yeah. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe you <laughs> tapped into it, Judy, but either way, that's what works for me.
1: Awesome. So Isabel, where can people find your amazing self if they want to learn more about you, what you do, hire you?
0: Yes, I'm on, um, my, my my go-to is Instagram these days. I love Instagram, at TidyMyStuff, all one word. Uh, my website as well, TidyMyStuff.ca. Um, you get some great before and after pictures. They tend to inspire people, some tips and tricks in there. Um, some ideas on products too, like where to find the cool, like the new Ikea stuff and Dollarama. So I mostly Instagram.
1: Awesome. And we on the podcast, we have listeners from all around the globe. So do you do virtual home organization as well? I do. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So they can reach out. And I've done that where we go like this. And I'm like, okay, turn me around your room. What's that table doing there? <laughs> like, move the table over there. So it's pretty crazy because people don't see their space as clearly as I do going in. You know, it's just like anything else. Like I just see it so objectively, even though somebody's been living there for 20 years. They didn't know that that table in the middle of the room, you know, is a
1: game changer if you move it over to the Side type of thing. So, yes, I do virtual to answer your question. Amazing. So, I will make sure that I link up all of Isabel's information in the show notes for you guys. So you guys can check her out and follow her. I highly recommend that you do. Um, Isabel, this was a pleasure speaking to you. This didn't even feel like work. This just felt like I was sitting down chatting with my girlfriend. This was so great. Uh, I'm so glad that you were able to make the time to be on the podcast this week. You shared so many amazing tips on how we can declutter our space. You know, the benefits, the health and wellness benefits that decluttering your space and organizing your space has, you just give so many just really great practical thoughtful tips that I think a lot of people are going to be able to just take and now start working on their home and, you know, start doing that decluttering. So I want to thank you so much for for what you do, um, how you serve the world. And thank you so much for being here.
0: I thank you for having me. I really
1: had fun too. I could
0: talk about this all day. <laughs> so thank you again for having me.